The Title Town Podcast, Episode 18. Well, hi there. You are listening to Episode 18 of the Title Town Podcast. On this episode, we are going to recap the Packers' 30-16 to victory over the Atlanta Falcons. My name is Austin Gann, and I am joined, as always, by the one, the only, Daniel Marhanka. Daniel, how's it going, buddy? Buddy, we're 4-0. and Yeah, we, we are. We are 4-0. Life is good. The Packers are flying high. I think today we saw their B game. I always talk about this with the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but we saw their B game, and they were still able to beat the team by two scores, and I think that it is a good day to be a Packers fan right now in this moment going into the bye 4 and 0. Yep. Nothing feels better. We swept the quarter. We swept the quarter. You break it the season down to quarters. We, we have quarter. done that before and they have won this quarter. They have won the first quarter and the second quarter is going to be a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. because it is October 5th and we will not play at Lambeau Field until November 1st. Yeah. So we kind of have a month away from Green Bay. So it's time to go on the road and try to show our muscles to a really good team in two weeks in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. Uh, before the game, I said to you how I hate early buys in the season. but as I think everyone does to a certain extent because you want that momentum to build after your buy mm-hmm. and if it's too early on you're just going to lose momentum at some point yeah and of half. course usually injuries start to happen a little bit later but we have a basically team full of injuries we right have a now. litany of injuries and right now I'm I'm very thankful we're going into a buy where all these guys can rest for a week yeah. relax and get ready for a you very have tough to think opponent that, in the Bucks. I mean, depending on what we hear the next few days with injuries, and of course we really won't hear anything until two Wednesdays from now with mm-hmm. the first injury part for the Bucks game. But you have to think Kenny Clark's probably either going to be back or really, really close to being back. Devontae Adams, hopefully we can get some other guys healthier. And I thought as far as this team going to the bye, just like Aaron Rodgers said last off or last year during the bye was carry the G you have a responsibility now <laughs> not to get COVID-19 oh God, yes. or do anything stupid because we're going to need you for basically 10 plus straight weeks after this week off. And yeah. You're going to also play a pretty fresh Bucks team because they're playing on Thursday night. So they'll have 10 days to prepare for you as well. Yeah. Interestingly enough, in the last 20 to 48 hours or so, the league enforced a rule that players can't leave the state that they're in for the buy. during the bye. Yeah. In, so, in light of the, you know, not getting COVID and carrying the G and not doing anything stupid. Uh, fortunately, the guys won't be able to leave the state, which will be good. Keep everybody healthy. Daniel, let's, uh, let's dive into your initial thoughts on this game. My initial thoughts on this game is the Packers offense could basically do whatever they want, even mm-hmm. if they just had a pack of Badgers as their offensive targets, because this offense is so plug and play. It does not matter who you have going out there. Guys are going to get open. I have never, I said this during the game, the last three years of Mike McCarthy, I don't think I ever saw a uncontested catch it was always barely getting the ball in there Aaron Rodgers having to kind of scramble to make it happen but tonight it was just open season I felt like a lot of our big plays a lot of our touchdowns a lot of our third down conversions there was just no one 
by the receiver or the tight end or the running back, which was just tremendous to watch. Two of Tanyan's touchdowns were just uncontested. Just uncontested. I mean, open. he literally got tripped and then still ended up being 10 yards from the nearest person right. for that second touch or for that. Was it a second or third touchdown? I think it was his third. It might have been. I, I can't remember. It might have been the second. They all blazed together. It that all, Aaron Jones touchdown. Tremendous. Also, on an uh, we have been talking about the offense extensively because it is really a sight to see. But today, Mike Pettin brought an actual game plan to Lambeau Field. Usually, it's just he kind of goes with the punches. But even from that, those first two, three and outs that they forced, he had a plan. And it was what I thought the plan should have been. But a lot of people said, no, you want Jair Alexander on Julio Jones, but you do not want Jair Alexander on Julio Jones. Julio Jones is a lot bigger, more physical. Put him on Kevin King, the more physical cornerback, and put Jair Alexander on Calvin, on Ridley. Calvin Ridley. And what did Calvin Ridley have today? Zero catches. And that was a staple. And we're going to look back on this because I think Jair Alexander, this is his year to get an All-Pro and a Pro Bowl selection and say Mm. this was the game where our attention went straight to him. And I thought that Mike Pettin really had a great defensive plan with moving Jair Alexander with where Calvin Ridley went. And also he got a lot of help because I thought the safeties, I said it in the preview show that they needed to be an X factor in this game and they were playing phenomenal. I thought both Savage and Amos were finally in the positions where they needed to be to get past breakups, to make Matt Ryan second guess. And I'm really excited to go back and watch this game because I think they made an even bigger difference from the naked eye than actually going and watching it in depth. So I am very excited for where this team's going. Interesting that you were pleased so much with the defensive game plan because if you were on Twitter like I was, you would think Packers Twitter uh, yeah, hated I, what the Obviously, did. they're missing tackles, which I don't know if that's just something they need to keep emphasizing. I know that Matt LaFleur has asked about it this week, but... Honestly, if you look at it schematically, they held a team who was scoring 30 pretty easily. Now, they're an 0-4 team, but they were scoring points at a very high level. They held them to 16 points. They were pretty stout against the run when they needed to be. Yeah, Todd Gurley kept running those toss cracks that were just, he was getting out to the outside, and that's something that the Packers always struggle with, but I thought Zadarius Smith had his best game of the season. I thought he held the edge during the, in the run very well and also put up three sacks, which was Almost like you kind of lost count because you on the last one go, was that his third sack? And I was like, I think it was. (laughs) So I just thought that the Packers played better defensively because we just talked about the offense a lot to open this. And we're going to talk about them more later on. But I want to acknowledge that this defense brought something today that they can build on. What are your initial thoughts, Austin? Man, that offense was so much fun to watch. It yes. is fun to watch, and the, and they missed opportunities. There was opportunity. There's things left the, on I mean, the table. There was not forty a lot. points on the bo- on the on the table, basically. That not they a lot, kinda missed but out there on. was just seeing all the pre as a pre snap motion. This offense was just humming. Yes, the, the eye was candy. Beat up. Atlanta was beat up, and they had even more injuries tonight, which is is terrible yeah. to see. They had but they had no one in their secondary no. by the by the time this game ended. No. So it was just phenomenal to see Aaron move the ball up and down the field really with no issues. The offensive line held up again. Another great game from the offensive line. I'm just excited to be 4-0, baby. 
baby buddy, baby, baby buddy. <laughs> I was baby and buddy at the same time. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, yeah. I am really excited, and I think this is the best case scenario for this team. Is you won the first quarter of the season, and now you have a week to prepare for a Tom Brady led Bucks team. And I'm sure we'll kind of preview that game a little bit later on, but. I am really excited for where this team's at, and I think they're showing that they might be the most complete team in the NFC right now. Didn't I text you that earlier this week that I think the Packers were the most complete team in the NFC? I don't think so. Yes, you might have, though. Okay. I did. Good job, That's Austin. You, you the- oh, do you want to bring up what else you brought up? <laughs> if I could take credit for that, because I did bring that up earlier Austin in the week. Austin thought we were going to lose tonight. Also... He did the one thing that you can't do, and he started looking forward to the Bucks game. I thought he was about to suggest to bench Aaron Rodgers so that he can be fresh against the Buccaneers. That. I did not suggest that. You almost did, I felt like. <laughs> he has no, been changing his mind like Katy Perry has been changing her clothes. That hurt. That I'm just saying, cut. you you get a little bit, you go on Twitter a little too much, get a little too no. influenced. Have an original thought. I did have an original thought. The Packers were the most complete team in the NFC. <laughs> when he Don't said, when you, down. when we say that he texted me earlier in the week, it was right when the game ended tonight. <laughs> That's not true at all. Very funny, but not true at all. All right, now we're, I'm going to move on from you. Te- Do you have any other thoughts on tearing me down before we move on? No, I'll, I'll get to it a little later. I have it. I have it all ready to go. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, let's get into the winners and losers of the game. Daniel, what's your first winner or loser? My first winner, I talked about it, but it is Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. They have not played phenomenal the past three weeks, but tonight I thought they played great. Darnell Savage was in position that first drive when he broke up that pass to Calvin Ridley down the sideline was phenomenal. He just seemed to be in all the right places. I thought he came down and played really well in the box with taking blockers and getting some pressure. And I also thought that Adrian Amos was a absolute stud, and he was who he was last year. Uh, that was such a vital point. I mean, he had his season, our career high in tackles last season. And so I thought he played a tremendous game. Obviously, the big play was knocking the ball out of Calvin Ridley's hands in the end zone, which was so critical and vital for stopping kind of the Atlanta Falcons from getting momentum in the second half. And I thought they were just playing really fundamentally sound football, and I was really excited to watch it. Who's your first winner or loser? For the second week in a row. My first winner is Big Big Bob Bob Tanyan. Let's go. What a game. He's phenomenal. I mean, you... He looks like a number one tight end. I know me and you were kind of talking about that. I might try to write an article on that this week because he is jumping off the film, like the tape. Anytime you watch the Packers right now, my eyes are going to where is Robert Tanyan on the field because he is such a dynamic playmaker. Yeah, even... The two two of the touchdowns he was he was wide open. Oh, Even other absolutely. plays beyond the touchdowns, several other catches was like who is near him? Mm-hmm. He was schemed wide open. Yeah, so that, and I think that's what we're seeing with Matt LaFleur is it can be anyone to be that wide open. I mean, he had Malik Turner or is it Taylor? Malik Taylor. <laughs> I get them confused. Yes, Malik me too. Taylor wide open on a critical third and six. He had 
basically Robert Tanyan running alone half the game. He had the running backs running out in the flat, basically wide open. At one point, he was 17 for 17 targeting uh, tight ends and running backs in this game. Aaron Rodgers was locked in. I thought Matt LaFleur had a brilliant game plan. And, I mean, Aaron Jones had a great game, but I loved what Matt LaFleur did. He realized he had control of the game and kind of pushed Aaron Jones to rest a little bit. And then in the fourth quarter, Aaron Jones was just running it down their throats and having a major just kind of basically popping the balloon, the deflating all the energy that they had coming into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Who was your second winner or loser? I'll go loser, Packers injuries. Ooh, okay. The Josiah DeGuerre injury did not look good oh, to me no, on not. the last punt that J.K. Scott had. And also, it just, I mean, if this team gets healthy, the sky's literally the limit. And I know we had kind of the Aaron Rodgers injury scare, but then he came out the next drive and took off for nine yards, and he looked pretty good to yes. me. Like, I don't think that would be an issue. He jogged on the field fine. He looked good, but I, I'm just really worried that this team just needs to stay healthy, take care of your body. I'm not saying that they're not doing their due diligence, but I think this is this is a long season, and if you are seeing this much results early on in the season, the best thing you can do as a football team is stay healthy. So the loser is just those injuries because there's nothing as a fan, as a player, as a coach you can control about that, and that is frustrating. For sure. Do I, do I want to go negative here or positive? I think we should do two negatives, and then we can end on two positives. You know, that's a great call. Uh, my, f- my first loser is ESPN. My Lord, was that a bad broadcast. That it wasn't was so their best bad. showing, but it is definitely better than Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarlane. It, I guess, but there was one point in the game. I thought Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick actually talking the game of football was tremendous. The whole like can thing about having Aaron Rodgers gets two plays, and then if he yells can, he's going to the second that play. Was like, nice. that, that was, was phenomenal. Nice Lewis Riddick going, they're running seven routes, which is the corner route. That was phenomenal. But, but their mispronunciations of Marquez Valdez-Scantling was bad. Yes, you heard it every which way but Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Even I almost messed it up there, but you heard it every other way. I would say it's more more the uh, production team than rather the announcers because we missed the whole play. There was one point where we thought we jumped into a different dimension. We thought time changed. We thought something happened. It was third and five. I thought I was in Avengers or something. Right, it was third and five. We were talking about Rick Wagner coming in. <laughs> no, as a t- it was third and seven. It was critical. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. Was- yeah, it was third and seven. Rick Wagner's on the field. Like, what's Ran- he doing out yeah. there? And it's like we blank. And, and it was first, first down. down. Yeah. But uh, that's a hu- that's one thing I actually want to hit on because you just brought it up. And this has nothing to do with ESPN. But Okay. But Matt LaFleur having this game plan at times of he realizes Mercedes Lewis is out. What is Mercedes Lewis to this offense? He is a sixth offensive lineman. Mm. So, oh, what do I need to do to replace that? Put in sixth a sixth o- offensive lineman. Actually put Putting in a sixth offensive lineman. I'm not sure how many snaps Rick Wagner got at that position, but it was at least three or four, and that was just brilliant. That was interesting. That yeah. was a very Josh McDaniels thing to do, in my opinion, of seeing what you need in certain situations. And even if it didn't have great success or anything, just Matt LaFleur's situational awareness to have that was peak. Awesome. Yes. 
uh, on the camera remember it was the second or third Robert Tiny touchdown. And they called it for Malik Turner getting the touchdown. <laughs> it was like, yeah, uh, no, not at all. Big po- Big Bob Tanyan again. Put some respect on that name. I and think we'll, there I was think just a lot the, of hiccups. I think as this season goes on, people will learn the name of Robert Tanyan. Yes, but and I tweeted this. Thank God, this is our only Monday night football game. Well, yeah, and it's, we don't have to deal with this. It's almost twelve o'clock as we're recording this podcast, so it is a very late night. I could do without these. <laughs> I obviously yeah, well, we, it was a little push. Yes, it was. It's it's a late night. We still got a little bit to go. We have a little bit more to go. Why don't you go ahead and get into your next uh, winner? Do you have a winner left? Yes, I have one winner left. Okay, Jair Alexander. He played like an all pro tonight. He was absolutely phenomenal. He's probably one of my favorite Packers players to watch. Honestly, on defense, I'm always looking for him, Kevin King, and if Kenny Clark's out there, obviously he hasn't been out there. And then Zadarius Smith, they are absolutely a blast and a thrill to watch and premier talents at their positions. And I thought him holding Calvin Ridley to no catches or anything just speaks volumes to how his his game continually improves every week and learns from his mistakes. I think he has come so far from that game last year in week five against Dallas when he got torched by Amari Cooper. He has come so far from that game, and he's really a special talent. And I feel like by the end of this season, there's going to be so many household names on the Green Bay Packers because there are going to be all pros and pro bowlers and different things like that. And I'm so excited to see him keep on progressing. Who is your last winner or loser? Zadarius Smith. Winner? Winner? Winner. winner? Okay. Of course a winner. (laughs) Have yourself a freaking game. Three sacks. He's now tied for uh, the lead in sacks with Miles Garrett. Yep. That's a fun little stat. Absolutely fantastic. Ended the uh, drive at the end of the first half for the Falcons. Which was huge. Sent them the halftime. Two other massive sacks. That that was vintage Z. That's what we needed to see tonight. Yeah. Absolutely. He He's awesome. It feels like anytime we need to make a play on defense, he's that guy. He's the one rushing the passer. I think of that play against the left guard where he basically just threw him to the side and basically made the... Atlanta offense of line just looked like it disappeared at a point. Like that was absolutely awesome. Yes, for sure. Daniel, what was your uh, what was your highlight of the game? My highlight of the game was the Adrian Amos play. Him knocking that ball out in the end zone out of Calvin Ridley's hands was absolutely awesome. I was so pumped on that. That was the play that needed to happen. And really, Matt Ryan looked absolutely so upset with himself after that play because he knew if he would have fired it in there like Aaron Rodgers would have. Like, I'm sorry. It could have been a touchdown. It could have been a touchdown. But Adrian Amos, knowing to kind of break on that play and go get Calvin Ridley was absolutely awesome. And I thought that is where I want this defense to start to trend to because I think this offense is going to be like this for the rest of the year. They might have a blip game or something down the road, but I feel like if this defense can improve, the Packers are a legit Super Bowl contender this year. What was your favorite play or highlight of the game? First of all, heck yeah, what you just said. Two, my highlight of the game, I love that Aaron Jones touchdown on the first drive of the game. When he was just open? When he was wide open. I, ran, it was, ran that felt up. so long ago, and I feel like I lived five lives <laughs> since that point. Yes, it was a long time. And 
that play was awesome. That they whole, ran that whole hurry first up. drive That's was the, tremendous. The first drive was great, and they ran hurry up, got to the line. The Falcons couldn't get set in time. They didn't account for. That's another huge note. Was the Packers ran hurry up a lot this yes, game, they did. and I think that this was something that a lot of people have said. When are the Packers going to install it with Matt Lafleur? Matt Lafleur and, and I talked about it. We got to get to it. We got to get to it. And we and saw today. It we saw it, and it was awesome. Yes, it was a great play to see Aaron Jones wide open because the Falcons didn't have time to account for him. Yep, and that's the, that was awesome. Those are the perks of having a no huddle team. Is it puts the defense in such a a bad situation in place, and they just can't account for all that you're doing. Yes. Well, Daniel, we're four and zero. We are four and zero. We won. We won. But we have to look forward. We do. On to the next one. We do have Victory Tuesday this week, though. We do have a Victory Tuesday, which is nice. But Wednesday, on to the next one. On to the next. Hey, we're not even looking you, in the We know. Man. We know the rules. Listeners, do you know the rules? Are you going to lay out the rules here? Or? The rules is, is you have either a victory Monday. Uh, later in the season, we might have a victory Friday. When we play the 49ers on Thursday night. Football, or we yeah. have a victory Tuesday tomorrow. But after that, that's on it. Next one. On to the next one. Don't know. We're on to the Buccaneers. We're on to the Buccaneers. No Falcon party hats. Two. No Falcon celebrating. Two. Nope. Put all that away. Put it away. 0-0. Going, trying to go 1-0 the next game. Looking ahead. Looking ahead. Packers have a bye, but the next opponent is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Probably, one, if not the, one of the top opponents remaining on the schedule. Well, that, and it's just a premier matchup. It's a 325 America's Game of the Week. America, all football fans, will be tuned into that game. Rodgers-Brady. It's always a fun game, and I think we're going to see another great game. The Packers have to be ready, though, <laughs> to weather that. They have to be healthy and ready. And I think at times the Buccaneers are very streaky on offense, and you need to bury them when they're not putting up points. You need to be able to combat what they're doing. And Bruce Arians has had the Packers number, so they need to be ready for all the wrinkles that he's going to throw at them. But, I mean, the Packers have a week to prepare for it, so let's get after it. Yep. Well, Daniel, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Daniel Marhanka, M-A-R-H-A-N-K-A. Where can people find you on the internet, Austin? You spelled it. Cool. Uh, you can find me. Oh, at- my gosh. You got to <laughs> drop that, man. It is late. <laughs> You're the one who went off of it. I it is make, late. I just made that little comment. And I was going to keep going. You're the one that stopped me. Anyway, you can find me at Austin Agan. <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. That bit doesn't make sense. I've spelt it like every episode. No, besides like, you, know, one. you go like on and off a couple of times. I there. don't. Anyway, though. anyway, I, I'm trying to move on. Move on, please. You can also follow the podcast at Title Tell Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to follow the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. Until next time, see ya. Adios.